Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Free Men and a Little Virus. This week's episode is called Jobs and you'll find out why later on. So my name is Mark, I'm the one that tries to hold this all together and I'm joined by our irregular comedians. They are AMJ, that's Mr. Adam Morrison-Jones and Mr. Paul Tingey. They're the ones that bring the funny to this kind of podcast. So in this week's show, we talk about saving up for Christmas, the weird and unusual sizes in Primark, uh, we talk about cats and of course the murder button. We also talk about the human steaks that are now being grown. Would you try them? Let us know. We find out that clapping hurts Paul's ears, which probably explains why his jokes are so terrible, so that no one claps at them. Uh, We talk about the strangest reasons that any of us have ever left jobs, and some work bonuses, you know, how they work. eh? Hmm. Uh, We discuss ringtones for different callers when you're on your own phones, and how we've fired people in the past. We talk about the expensive racing pigeon. When I talk about expensive, I mean really expensive racing pigeon. And cinemas, our local cinema. And uh, now that AMJ's moved away, what his local cinema's like. And the fact that Tingy still hasn't seen any Star Wars. Or Doctor Who. Or Star Trek. Or anything like that. Why? I don't know. On that note, we also talk about the meteorite that's crashed through someone's house. But it works out alright in the end. And, of course, the film review this week. Geraldine the Giraffe reviews Ready Player One, which is actually quite a good film, so I'm quite surprised. Also, we finish up talking about Paul's Quiz Night, which, if you're listening tonight on the Saturday, it's tonight. So, find out more about that at the end of the show. Anyway, sit back and enjoy another week of Free Men and a Little Virus. Hello, AMJ. I was in a weird parallel universe where it was like you couldn't hear me. Yeah. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> Must have been terrible for you. Yeah, well, you know what I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> no one can hear me. No one can listen to me. No one can listen to me talk about my life. Like your worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, it is, man. I sometimes wake up and think, where's my profile gone? <laughs> it's on the side of you. Would you like to hear a funny story that may be libelous of what happened to me at work today? Yeah, uh, before you recorded. before you do, AMJ, say that critters. I thought that was a good joke. Oh, what did critters say? You said where's your profile, and he said on the side of you. Oh, I, I don't know that. Don't ever listen to me, do you? No, no, it's all me, me, me with Mr. AMJ. Isn't it? Some he part. didn't hear that. He didn't hear that. No, no, his uh, his head's too full of himself. What? If you anyway. haven't needed anything, come to me and I'll. I'll sort you out. You know that. Sort anyone out, you would, eh? Hey, hey, desperate times. Well, not as desperate as I used to be. Ah, see, strange. Anyway, what's this libelous story you can tell us while we're recording? I just realised how libelous it was, and I can tell you when we're not recording. Oh, that's a but shame. it's good. It's probably the funniest thing I've done in a while. Huh. It involves a do... bathtub, what? me, and nudity. You had a bath. No, no, no. Me having a bath's not uh, not the story. 
But in all fairness, it is it is a rarity. It is a rare at the moment. Times are hard. Times are hard. Yeah. Yeah. You'd only have poached quail egg on top of moon rock today, couldn't you? Well, that's the problem because they're all at the the really nice green rock. Yeah. So uh, I just had to have the blue one. Yeah. Times are hard. I've just bought myself a new laptop. Oh. Oh, have you? Yeah. Eight hundred quid it cost me. How much? Eight hundred quid. I had to get a decent one. I bet. Uh, more than my car. You don't have a car. (laughs) Exactly. Although my car cost me um, several hundred pounds this week to get it fixed. So is it safe? So Merry Christmas, kids! You've got the wrapping paper. (laughs) Yep. Same here. I got my new laptop. Screw you lot. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get anything good out of it. I just managed to get my transport to work. Yeah, well, at least I did the uh, Christmas saving thing. We always do Christmas savings, so I've got um, gift cards that uh, I can spend online at various shops and some actual shops that you can click and collect in at the moment. So I've, I've, uh, you know, the funds are all there on gift cards ready for me to do the shopping. I just haven't done the Christmas shopping yet. But, you know, the funds are available, which is good. Because it's the same every year with me. Because Sarah's birthday is right at the end of November, I have to get her birthday out of the way first, then I can concentrate on Christmas. Hmm. See, Coda, Coda gives that problem to us. His, his is in the, the beginning of January. Mm. Like, oh, I think man, that's the worst. Eva's birthday is the 10th of December. Ooh. Like, so it, it's, yeah, that's a hard one. Just think how bad it was, you know. We're whinging about this. How bad it was for Jesus's parents, eh? His birthday right on Christmas. God, dear. How would that be done, really? Like, that is that a two present situation? I don't know. Some people have two presents. Some people have one big one. So... Yeah, I'd probably convince my kids. Like, yeah, it's, it's an extra special present. Yes. So yeah, Satsuma exactly. and an apple. Yes, two for the price of one. Uh, anyone whose birthday is uh, very, very close to Christmas, let us know how is it worked for you. Do you have a one big present, or do you have two separate ones? Let us know. Uh, you can you can write on our Facebook page, or you can uh, email podcast at musicalinsights.co.uk. One way or the other, let us know. I want to know. Uh, and also, I've got um, there's what 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 no. What? No. What? Shush. My, uh, my legs are on the floor. Um, You're all right. <laughs> Did you just say the sentence? My, la- my legs are on the floor. Yep. As opposed to where? Where usually are your legs? Well, sometimes they're curled up on the, on the chair whilst I'm chatting to you guys on the podcast, or sometimes they're sprawled on the bed. Right now, I'm standing in the kitchen. I'm picturing you like a mic from Michelangelo right now. Are you suffering (laughs) from threats? I I don't know. Um, I've completely forgotten what we're talking about. I talked about your legs. No, before that, I had something to add to the conversation that Cridlin was talking about. Oh, um, one one of my friends topped up. They they do the similar sort of thing uh, that Critters does. Mm-hmm. Um, where they top up gift cards throughout the year. 
unfortunately, her gift cards she can't spend online. And the shops that you can spend them in are currently shut because they're non-essential. Oh. Well, I, I did the big thing because what I normally do is I get... Um, with this particular company, they, they provide you with love-to-shop vouchers, which uh, I was going to have the vouchers to spend in the shop. And then I went, hmm, looks like things are going to be going tits up again. So I requested to be changed to the gift card, which you can use online really easily. Um, but what I normally do, and I did the same this year, was uh, I got myself, you know, just for me, uh, a £100 Primark voucher. When am oh. I going to be able to use that? Maybe next year, possibly. Who knows? What Can you not use it online? No, well, I don't know. No, clothes I need to go in and try on because I'm fussy. And Primark uh, sizing is the most. I, 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 I've got issue with Primark anyway after obviously the two minute silence incident that we spoke about when we started this podcast. Yeah. And I've never been in a more awkward situation ever and also like you'll get something in the men's section that'll be xl and you'll buy two t-shirts of the same size and one will be like a blooming crop top and yeah. the other one to be fine and I've, I've, I've just not got time for that uh, i mean you get it sometimes when you go to like one completely different shop and it'll be yeah two yeah be two completely different shops one place will be let's say primark and you'll get a large and then you'll yeah. go to like as the George, and you'll be an extra large. Yet it's the same with Primark stores. You'll go to one Primark store, you'll be a large. Go to another Primark store, be an extra large. And it's like, how does that even work? I like the way that you said as the George, like it was a guy called George who worked in Asda. Yeah, yeah Mr. George, who <laughs> <laughs> sorts out all your clothes round the back. Nice fella, the Dover one. He's crazy. You know, it's crazy George. Hey, <laughs> as the crazy George. <laughs> That, that, I would love it if he got a job there. I, would... I don't think he's getting a job. He's already got dropping. one. Has he? He's a window cleaner. Have you not seen him cycling along with like a 20 oh. foot ladder on his shoulders? <laughs> I, I just, just assumed it was something he wanted to do. I just like, <laughs> I just assumed he was going to work. He's a window this new, cleaner. This is new addition to his bicycle. Yeah. I just, <laughs> Could you imagine, like, opening the curtains and just seeing Crazy George with his chamois? <laughs> it must be the most terrifying thing ever. Whoa! Hey, man! <laughs> well, I clean your windows. Justin Bieber's my cousin. <laughs> I, just, I just can't think of anything more terrifying to see. <laughs> uh, yes. That, that's a callback for something that about five people again. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, yeah, people that live in Dover would know. Anyone else listening has got no idea. Every every town has got one of these guys, one of these types. We've got, got two. We have. Well, we know we've got several hundred. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, two I... particular ones. But uh, yeah, other yeah, most places have got someone of uh, of this persuasion, shall we say, a little bit bonkers, a little bit um, disturbed in the head, but in a non-harmful way. Um, yeah, I like James. Just kills kittens. I don't trust them. Beady eyes, beady <laughs> little kitten eyes. I said it's a joke. Looks like we've uh, unleashed something. 
I, I had a cat when I was li- well when I was when I was a boy called Zazu, and he was a lovely cat. But you'd stroke him, and you'd be stroking it for about twenty minutes, and then all of a sudden they just decide to jump and scratch your face because you touched the murder button. I don't know. It, it must have been like literally <laughs> like the murder button. <laughs> all cats have got murder buttons, so you can be nice and calm and stroking. Did you touch that wrong part of the body? That's it. Rah! He was literally all the time. He was like that. It'd be fine, and then like, or he used to play this game where if you were asleep and your toes were like poking out at the end of the bed, he used to like try and catch them. Yeah, he'd serve that. Yeah, what bastard he was. Miss him though. <laughs> There's a quote. Well, what do you die? That's going to be what I'm going to say. Right, bastard he was. Miss him though. Ah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, you know what? You know, if uh, if one of us did die, would you be uh, tempted to become a cannibal and eat some human flesh? I would, without a shadow of doubt. If it meant I was going to live, I wouldn't kill someone for it. If they're already dead, I'd quite happily hack a piece of meat off someone and cook it and eat yeah. it. Do you know, you can actually go and order human steak from a restaurant. No, surely not. It's, this is ridiculous. Not, the scientists have said that it's not cannibalism, though, so don't worry. Um, but if you are feeling a bit peckish, you can have a nibble on meat grown from your own body. So it's like it's like chewing your fingers. <laughs> Why would you ever want that? Like I well, this is come from the US, so that explains most of it. Wow, well, some of them probably have eaten their own fingers. Probably have. Um, yes, fitting the... off their sixth digit. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to fit in with mainstream culture. Uh, this is a news story that I found on the Metro, and it's uh, the Ouroboros... Well, hold on, hold on. Since when did we start giving out sources? Yeah, uh, and, and also you found you said it like you found a copy of the sun <laughs> on the tube on the way home. <laughs> on the yeah. Metro. Yeah, all the matters. Yeah, used to say where the news stories came from back in the day, but not anymore. Well, um, but well, anyway, this. Uh, no, I like it. It's, yeah, it's, it's because most of the time we make it up, don't we? Oh, I don't. Mine's real. Uh, yeah, neither do I. Neither do I. Yeah, yeah. That's how weird it is. Uh, but yeah, the Ouroboros steak, named after the ancient Egyptian snake that eats itself, can actually be grown from cells scraped from the inside of your cheek and fed serum from old donated blood. So I didn't say where the blood was donated from, though, which gets me a bit worrying. It's weird. Um, the steak is currently just a prototype and designed as a thought-provoking piece of art. It's a real piece of meat grown from human cells. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like human morsels are supposed to highlight lab-grown meat industries' reliance on the fetal bovine serum. So yes, which is um, all made from cows, but in a good way. So it's not—it's not environmentally damaging. It's not—it's not, it's not yeah. bad for the uh, the cows or anything. But it's uh, a way of—it's—it's uh, it's just weird. But yeah, you, it's supposed to be more environmentally friendly. And, uh, and of course, better for the animals because they don't have to die for you to eat them because you can eat yourself. Well, that's going to make the wonder stuff happy, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. But then you're going to end up, yeah, you might as well just 
just turn to cannibalism and uh, you know reduce the human population. Why not? Do it that way. Why do I feel you'll be quoting that in five years' time? Why do I feel there'll be there'll be like one of those programs where me and Paul are like interviewed in a dark room going, the clues were there. He said it. <laughs> 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 I, like, like, I don't know why I didn't just say, Mark, come on, come on, Mike. The cows are all right. <laughs> Let's just eat them. And then I ate his liver. Yeah, with a nice Chianti. Well, I was drinking a beer, but, you know, happy days. <laughs> uh, I had it with a nice Buck's Fizz. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know which one to choose. I must be making my mind up. Ha, ha. Uh, you should <laughs> speed those puns up. MJ, but then you've got to slow them down. Oh, well, we are in a land of make believe. One of us started. That's it. That's it for Butts with Puns. There's no other songs that anyone. Oh, I don't know. I think I might be able to bake us some more. Oh, yeah, now I'm out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good. Um, anyway, yeah, this uh, <laughs> human meat, it's uh. It's just really, really weird. The the ones they've got at the moment were actually made from human cell cultures from the American Tissue Culture Collection. So that, that says something that I never knew before. Americans are stockpiling bits of human. They must be. It's the American Tissue Culture Collection. See, it's not quite Culture Club, but it's uh, close enough. And, of course, the first rule of the American Tissue to- Culture Club is we don't talk about the American Tissue Culture Club. Exactly. It also sounds like a really crap panini sticker book. <laughs> it does. <laughs> or one of those things where each week it comes with a part of the model. Yeah. Build a human. Build your dinner within over 20 million issues of the American History Culture Club. Yeah. First one fifty p then £7.99, then two grand. Right. Well, the thing is, though, with those, with those, they just come and go, don't they? Hey! Magazines. Dear. Um, but I'll tell you what, if you did want one of these human steaks, do you know how long they take to actually grow to a size that you could actually eat? No. I am going to guess. So if you have a cow and you get Philip Burger, they grow for about three or four years before you get a good, decent size. Uh, I'm going to go with 18 months. No, quicker than that. Oh. Oh, I'm going to go with nine months. Even quicker than that. Ten days. Fourteen days. Three months. Three months. Three months in a warm place to grow and then... The hu- I like the way the quote says, then the human stakes would be fully grown. It's like, okay, that makes it even creepier. Oh, it sounds yeah. like a blooming end of the world novel, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, people think that eating oneself is cannibalism, which technically this is not, said the industrial designer Grace Knight. Yes. No, That's... no, it is. It, yeah. <laughs> You're eating human flesh. Therefore, it is cannibalism. But hey, if you want to have a go, then why not have a go? Uh, I'm sure Just it won't check long... local laws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that pretty much everywhere in the world it's illegal to eat other humans. But um, there may be some places available if you wanted to go there. But um, I, I wouldn't. Sheppy, Skegness, um, maybe. Whilst we're at it, Folkestone. 
It doesn't work. Do you know what annoys me that they they've been up and coming now? They it doesn't work as a joke to take the out of Folkestone anymore, does it? Like it's not because they're doing so well as a town. Yeah, yeah, they've taken over us. Well done, well done, Folkestone. You've done really well. They got a nice creative quarter where you've got all up and coming artists and uh, creators, and they've got uh, lots of stuff that's basically been paid for by Roger DeHaan. Exactly, and I mean so, Dover I actually managed to lose a McDonald's. That yeah. that 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 is impressive. And a, and a Primark, the Primark's going as well. Not Primark, Peacocks. Peacocks Peacock. is going as well, isn't it? Because they're all shutting down. So that's another bloody great big shop in town disappearing. It was it was better when it was Woolworths. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Bring back Woolworths. I'll bring Shall it we... back. Let's do it. Let us all just get ourselves into a hideous amount of debt and bring back Woolworths. With our baby dinosaur Jurassic Park. Oh, baby dinosaur Jurassic Park. That's great fun. We could put that in there. It's set up a baby Jurassic Park inside that that whole shop. Because it is huge. There could be certain areas. Yeah, there could be a Jurassic area, all the different areas. They're all different ones. Well, they do at our park. (laughs) Usually about a week. And uh, so he oh, has to get go to Animal Hospital. It's like five callbacks within a minute. Then I know. Yeah. That was good. That was a good echo. Whoever done that? Yeah, that was a special effect. Special effect, 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 effect. I had a flu jab this week, and I have not felt right all week. Really? Well, no, you won't. I had my flu jab done last month, month before. Yeah, a couple of months back, and I've been I've been fine. I had no troubles at all this year. No, well, no. me arm went dumb. Uh, d- dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> Just like you. Me arm went numb for about an hour the other day, and I thought. And now your mouth had gone dumb. Yeah, if it's full, am I having a stroke? Because that would really like that would ruin the year. Like, I, yeah, I mean, the best way the best way to know if you're having a stroke is if she goes, "Oi, get off." Exactly. I, I mean. It's not funny, but I remember when my dad had a stroke. And uh, funny story, he did a full shop keep in it, Morrison. Keep it light. Keep it light. Yeah. <laughs> Before I, yeah, I was talking about a different kind of stroke. You <laughs> were, you were. It's keep it fun. light. It's almost like I'm picturing you with a red light, Paul, outside the window going, don't, don't talk about it. Don't get rid of strokes. Yeah. What's that? He, he wants to talk about the NHS. I'm, I, everyone glad we haven't got a clap him again. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. Whoa, AMJ. Hey, I'm just <laughs> taking you into personal. dark water. Of course, I don't think that. Those I guys do. work really hard. I don't like clapping. Why don't you like clapping? It it hurts my ears. What, your just, own I clapping? Just, I, I just my own like clapping and people clapping around me hurts my ears. Well, where, where, where were you clapping that that many people were clapping? That it no, even if I'm just um, clapping by myself, um, hurts my ears. Can't do a clapping, cheering, shouting, fine, screaming, or clapping. No, is that why you. your act is the way it is? How <laughs> <laughs> yeah. many on calls have you had, AMJ? I'm only messing. I'm only messing. I've had three encores in my life. Yeah, I was only, yeah they didn't ask for them, but then who does, eh? <laughs> well, 
Well, yeah, yeah. I just, I just I don't. I, I didn't, I didn't like the clap. You know, they were a crap band, weren't they? They no, were. You got me there. And, and once sure I got live. the clap. <laughs> Sad times. Whatever yeah. happened to the band, the clap? Um, just like all of MJ's adventures, but he died a horrible death. But yet, apparently, I'm the one who who does things half-hearted and never completes them, according to Gareth Dorian and AMJ. Oh. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's because what what I don't remember where that come around from. But it's funny to think that what was it you said that you there was two things that you said you had done and you were like ninety nine percent through with it, and then you just went no, I'm not doing it. Um, there's quite a few things I can't remember the exact two that I said, but that was um, outside the heart free strum. But wasn't it like you were like a week away from being a teacher or something and then you just chapped it in? <laughs> that was two years away from being a teacher. I didn't I didn't get that far <laughs> into the degree. Oh, I, play. Was, I, I was offered um, a place on a management program um, at the place I was working for. Um, I didn't particularly enjoy teaching. Well, I enjoyed teaching, but I didn't enjoy the, the hassle from the parents. Um, yeah. And I really enjoyed the job I was doing. And I said, well, what qualifications do I need to go on this management course? They went the degree. I went, oh, I've got another two years to go. At which point they said, actually, we don't have many people in this region down for it. So I'm sure we can bump you through early. That's cool. They turned around and went, actually, we haven't got anyone else applied for the job. So you can do it. To be honest... It was a nice pay rise for my little weekend job, so I'd, I'd, have, uh, I'd have taken it gladly. Ooh. And it was Ooh. a good job. Ooh. The only job that I miss doing that I previously used to do. Ooh. I think the strangest job I've had done, or the strangest reason for leaving a job, when I was still at school, I used to work evenings in the call centre, um, for a firm of financial consultants. This sounds great already. <laughs> you used to work evenings in a call centre for a financial yeah. consultant. Paul, your life sometimes, like, it goes from from just nothing to, like, 99. Like, it's stuff like this. When you go, like, the random ones just still at school as well, going, oh, I have time to go on the financial highway. Oh. No, I was just I was just working in the call centre. I wasn't dealing with the finances. I was given the numbers That's of, of clients to call. Yeah, and and um, they uh, hello, my name's Paul. I'm calling from uh, TNF, the firm of financial consultants. Um, and the the best reason that I lost that job was because the financial consultants went into liquidation. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, a good one. I, feel, I, feel yeah. I think job, jobs are great, aren't they? Like, especially like in performing arts, like those winter jobs. There's been a few where I've gone like, this is great. I, like, I remember when I'd left college, I, I got work trying to sell Miracle Grow on JML, <laughs> and I remember being on there for about an hour, and then thinking, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be a I'm going to be famous selling this miracle grow, and they never asked me back. Oh, what did you do at college then? I did I'm performing arts. 
Oh, you did performing arts. Mm. And I, I say did. Uh, I, I rolled in a course in performing arts. Uh, um, how much of it did you complete? I completed my performing arts. How much did you attend? Probably, what, what over, over the entire time I was there? What, a good 40%. <laughs> Great. It was um, different back then. No one used to check. Like, don't don't tell. And if you've got kids and you're listening to this, don't tell them that it's fine. Just do whatever you want on a college day. I used to just go to the park and smoke. See, my daughter's at college. Yeah, and, and I had to. And AMJ goes to the park and smokes with her. Yes, yeah, she's making money, like selling cigarettes to uh, people in the park <laughs> at colleges. It's not. Cigarettes I don't want any alcohol. What a good so do you, do you have to like sign paperwork now, like for your kids in college? Not really. No, it's up to them still. Still up. Still up to the kiddiewinkles because they're old I mean, enough to sign off and take some responsibility for themselves. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm still scared at the fact that your daughter is at college now. Considering <laughs> the first time I met her, I think she was the same age as my oldest son now. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Where does the time go? It's all behind us now. Uh, um, uh, uh, and, uh, are you weighing? Who's weighing? Uh, it's I'm, not I'm pouring myself a cup of tea. Um, very unprofessional, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm very... doing that. Uh, but when I was uh, at the financial consultants, they gave uh, they gave us bonuses if we hit so many phone calls um, within an hour. Uh, even if you didn't get them to agree for the phone call the next day, um, yeah. they're just looking at your, how quick you're phoning people up. And they didn't check the call log at all. They didn't they didn't keep a call log. Uh, so I decided. I was going to call my mate on his mobile and said to him, if you just answer, hang up within two seconds, five seconds, I'll go half with you on the bonus. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is why that company went into administration. <laughs> yeah. no, I was um, exactly thinking that. Like, like who, who needs out. rivals when these are your employees? Yeah, just paying yeah. out bonuses for nothing. I, I only used to do it once a week um, because it was it was done over your shifts. It wasn't done per shift. Um, and because I thought if I'd done it across all, all five shifts, it might look a bit obvious that I've done 6,000 phone calls. Yeah. But one, and it was normally only for two or three hours of the shift. But one week... Um, I didn't want to be there because uh, there was a big football game on. And so I kept phoning him up every minute for him to give me a quick bit of commentary that was happening on the telly. Yeah. And uh, got my, considering back then I was paid, I think it was £4.50 an hour. Um, big money. Three, three hours a night. Um, <laughs> that week I took home Five hundred and seventy-five pounds. <laughs> nice. You said it was a, a big football game. How big was this football? 
Um, the football was regulation size five, approved you by said it FIFA. Was a big football. No, it was a big, a big match. A big it was match. a huge. It was a huge wooden stick with a red. Shut your face! It was an important game of football. Oh, I love that. I love that it was an important. Surely every game is an important game of football because it's all connected. Well, this this was um, an English team um, in uh, a European Cup game. Oh, I see. A good English team. A good English team, yeah. And see, because I don't follow any of the top... Well, I follow them because my family support them. But I don't support any of the top teams. So I quite enjoy cheering on the English team. Or Scottish team, or no, I don't think there's been a Welsh team in, in that thing. No, he's no. Well, Hey, we so, have played in the old foot of the world. Oh. <laughs> oh, European competition. Oh, I just heard Thomas the Tank. Yeah, it was Thomas the Tank. I just, just my ringtone at the moment. Yeah, why? Just because I find it really funny and inappropriate when someone rings. <laughs> Put it on silent. Um, that. Who was it? Was it your agent? <laughs> no. It was that, that wasn't it? Have you, have you got ringtones for different people on your phones? Nah. No. I can't do it on mine. Where are you, Paul? Um, everyone is on vibrate. I don't like the noise. Or if I put my phone on noise because I'm expecting an important phone call, um, it's... <laughs> because I thought that was really annoying. And it's not the whistle yeah. tone that comes with woohoo phones. It's me oh. whistling like that. I uh, I want... Uh, I'm stuck addicted to the corporate ladder, corporate ladder. <laughs> as my Corporate ladder. Did, <laughs> Did you? I sent you a picture during the weekend, Jay, um, about corporate ladder. Yes, you did. Yeah, you uh, never responded to it. Sorry, it did make me laugh. The problem is, like, I've started being like an old man and like looking at stuff on my phone, like where someone sent me it, laughing, and they're just forgetting to respond. <laughs> so uh, I do apologise. I've done it twice. I'm meeting up with Steve Baldwin for a walk tomorrow, and. Uh, and just assumed that we were going for a walk and realised I'd never text him back, and that was Monday. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I just, and he was just like, I just assumed you'd turn up. <laughs> Bloody hell. But, um, going back to the ringtones, I've got different ringtones for different people. It's like when, when the wife rings, I've got one that says, Oh, it's your wife calling. Watch out. My uh, dad's one for his wife, my mother, is, Warning, it's the wife. Which he completely forgot about until he couldn't find his phone at home. And mum went, oh, I'll call it. He said, thanks, dear. And that came on. He was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, uh, when my boss rings me, it, uh, it plays the, the Darth Vader, the Death March. Yeah. Uh, uh, when um, one of the local managers who uh, deals with one of our contracts locally, when he rings me up, um, it plays the Benny Hill theme tune. Does he look like Benny Hill? Well. Does he chase scanty clad women? He does look a bit like Benny Hill and he hasn't got it in him to chase anyone. <laughs> so it's got his <laughs> Benny well, Hill. Well, I can't uh, wait for his review next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be good, isn't it? <laughs> the, the, well, 
hasn't got in him to chase anyone. <laughs> no, not his age. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, near, near retirement. Near retirement. Yeah, it's got to be near Is that retirement. a forced Cridlam retirement? We're going, I think it's best for you to retire. <laughs> but I don't want to. No, you don't understand. It's either this or you're gone. Uh, no, I had to do that somewhere else last week, actually. No, week before, because last week I was off. Yeah. I, uh, there's nothing worse than having to let anyone go but i remember several times in this last year i've had to do it several times man like every now and then like it's fine but there was this guy once and i'm not going to say his name but he loved elvis and he thought he was elvis and we had to let him go because he was he was rubbish was his name elvis his name wasn't elvis was it rabbit holy he was a Rabbi Holy. Like, that would have been a weird thing where I had to let Rabbi Holy go from a holiday park. Yeah. And it was me and like the regional manager. And we're just like, it's just not working out. Nothing to do with you. It was clearly because we'd let him go. But you've got to leave. Had, then he had to go, right, well, that's it. I'm going to have to go back to the church stuff, and I? <laughs> yeah, I've got to go back to the church. But he was fine. And then like 10 seconds later, he started crying. But... Uh, like when people cry, it ooh, but he started crying like Elvis, and it was so <laughs> off putting. <laughs> That's how dedicated he was to the job, and you let him go. You, <laughs> it, 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 it sounded nothing like Elvis on the stage either. So, like if you're uh, gonna say Elvis, put some time and effort in. But yeah, I always remember that. And just sitting there really awkwardly going. And then we found that other guy who uh, was caught masturbating in one of the costume characters. And I sat him down and went, you know what, this is over. He went, completely understand. I'll pack my stuff. And he was gone by the afternoon. <laughs> so I've got video evidence. It's like, I don't want this to go further. He said this to me going, I'll just leave. It's like, that's for the best. Off you go. Uh, video evidence of it as well. Well, yeah, that's how we found out because we checked and go, is he knocking one off? (laughs) (laughs) Knocking one off to get off corporate ladder. What was the costume? It was a rabbit. No, it wasn't. It would have been brilliant if it was Thomas the Tank. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas the Tank. Tommy Tank in Thomas the Tank. (laughs) Nice. Security surveillance footage when you look at something and something has actually happened, it's the weirdest thing ever because you never expect to actually see anything and then go, Is he? I need I need an adult. I need another adult. Is he? <laughs> Did you have to zoom in? No, it was quite obvious what was going on. Like I'm going, oh blimey. He's either he's either needs to warm them up or, or something else is going on. Yeah. yeah, cold hands, cold pants. That's all. Just rubbing his cold hands. Yeah, yeah. On a on a sausage to warm him up. It was it was a good, it was a good time. Bless him. Bob the but builder. I that. Bob the builder. How was your second? How how would you set someone, Mark? Like, well, majority of the time, um, because we we have in place you have a six month probation period. So if they're not working six out. Months. Yeah, six-month probation period. And during that time, I have several times turned around and gone, I'm sorry, we, we are discontinuing your probationary period. Go away. 
Just like that. Oh, that, yeah, that, that is it's hard. easy. Yeah. We've had uh, a couple of times where we've had to go down the full HR route and have to get HR involved. But most of the time, it's just a case of, yeah, you're not, you're not doing a very good job. And uh, so we're not carrying on with your probation. Bye. Uh, I've, I've only ever had to sack one person before. And I think it's probably the easiest sacking that anyone in the world's ever had to do. Um, it's when I was working for a supermarket. And the, 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 the one who got sacked, uh, this guy came up to him, little old man. He was loved by all the staff and all the customers. Um, and he loved to chat. Um, but this this member of staff was on his break uh, and he was queuing up to try and get himself some food uh, for his lunch break. And the little old man said, oh, I've forgotten where the peas are. Show me. And he went, how about you fuck off your old <laughs> <laughs> And I just turned around the corner as he said it and he went, I'll put this back. I won't be able to afford it. I'm gone, aren't I? Never saw yeah. him again. <laughs> That's good. That, 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 that is, that, it's moments like that where, where it's just so clear. There yeah. was one guy who got sacked from housekeeping once because he got stuck in a duvet for 20 minutes and someone found him on the floor just stuck in the duvet cover. And they just went, it's not working out. He went, totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> and just left. Oh, I mean, uh, there, there is an art to doing duvet covers, but some people just haven't got a clue. I, and being, and I'm sure Anne Jo will, will correlate with this. Being dyspraxic really doesn't help. Oh my god! Like honestly, I, I do the duvet in this house, which is always like made me think. Oh, how much does does Eva hate the duvet? And uh, I've got it down to a T now. I actually get inside the duvet cover with the ends push them in the ends, come out, hold it, and then just fluff it out. And that seems to work for me. Yeah. yeah see, I can't so... do the magic flip. No? No. Uh, so you'll get there. You'll get there. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> One day. Young Jedi Padwin. You'll try. You'll do the magic flip. <laughs> I, I, I think um, at my current job, somebody lasted less than three hours on their first shift. What? I think I might have mentioned this before. Um, so the main part of, of where I work, um, we, we make pre-prepared meals, etc. And he was going in um, to where we make pre-prepared salads. Ooh. And it turned out he had a phobia of uh, lettuce leaves. What? <laughs> and when he mentioned it, to his manager, the manager said, "Yeah, yeah, good one, good one." Um, but uh, this, this, because he thought it was, it was a joke, because this guy had already cracked about four or five jokes in the first five ten minutes they'd met each other. Yeah. And apparently, he then went downstairs, um, was watching what they was doing. I'm so sorry. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Or I don't think I can. I don't think I can. And actually, had. Um, a real, 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 real panic attack uh, over it. At which point, line leader said, I don't think this is for you. And to give him his credit, he came back down 
to give it a go. Um, but when they saw how white he was holding um, the leaf, um, they spoke to him and he said, I'm so sorry for wasting everyone's time. Oh. I didn't. Did he... I, I, I thought I was getting a job in hygiene where I wouldn't have had to get close to the leaf. Did he say, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to leave? <laughs> no, it, it scared him. Yeah. Did you say, let us talk about it? <laughs> and when he said what, I said, cos. Uh, yeah. Is it a big problem? Oh, you got that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, not not uh, the best second I've ever seen, but probably my favourite time was when I worked for a certain company and remember sitting on the beach with an ice lolly. You phoned me up. I phoned up Paul and he went, you're yeah. right. So I sat on the beach with a fab. It's like, should you be at work? I went, I'm just not going to go back. And I didn't. <laughs> I literally. <laughs> Fair enough. It was a you terrible did go time. to work. You, you could have lots of money that you could spend on an auction. Seamless. I know, completely seamless. They, we should do this professionally. Um, <laughs> no, I just wanted to bring up this. This auction that happened uh, last weekend, it was all over a racing pigeon. Oh, yes. a, yes, racist a pigeon. racist pigeon. <laughs> racist pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> you take takes, him. No, you take him. <laughs> it only takes seed from white people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a racing. <laughs> not... not you. <laughs> pigeon apartheid. That's what we're going to yeah. get next. <laughs> The doves. Um. <laughs> oh yes, that's what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> oh, that's the end of my career. Thanks very much, everyone. It's, it's been it's been a pleasure having to work with us. Yeah. I'll, I'll put you on the list. Who would have thought it? Racist pigeons. <laughs> oh. that's going to be the next character. <laughs> Racist pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> right anyway um yes belgium yes a belgian racing pigeon called new kim another one new kim that uh actually sold for a massive amount of money all because uh two bidders from china uh who were operating under the pseudonyms of super duper and hitman you know as you would they um they drove the price right up through the roof to a stupid amount of money which i'll get to in a minute the auction had been running for two whole weeks at a, a specialist auction house in Belgium, which is for racing pigeons. So it's a specialist one. And, um, yeah, these two guys that were, they were desperate for it because the bird itself is supposed to be um, like a really fast, really fast racing pigeon. And the, the guy who actually won the pigeon in the end called he was the one that was called super duper he's actually got a uh, a male pigeon which is already dubbed the lewis hamilton of the sport so yes he's the lewis uh. hamilton of so yes it's like it's like pigeon loves matter i can't believe we're talking about racism and yeah. then we talk about him being the lewis hamilton <laughs> of the pigeon world um as he's a big advocate Against racism. I almost said he's a big advocate for racism then. <laughs> and we're against racism as well. Let's just clarify. Yes, it was course, a joke yeah, about yes. a racist pigeon. None of yeah. us think that like that should be a cartoon. 
But it, it's just funny, isn't it? But if just, it was, we it. want some of the rights to it. Exactly. I'm, I'm still up for taking the money from it. Yeah. But I'm against it. Yeah. Um, anyway. Boris. <laughs> the bidding for this pigeon started at 200 euros. Blimey. And it suddenly shot up all through. Uh, there was a South African group that, that kept bidding on it for the first 90 minutes. And it kind of leveled at about 1.3 million euros. And yep. then finally, for the last 50, no, last 30 minutes of the, of the bidding before the time ended, were these two Chinese buyers frantically bidding against each other. And it went for, in English money, 1.4 million pounds for a pigeon. That's but the so thing that. is... What? Well, you say that, MJ, but in um, China, especially in China, um, they have huge bets on racing pigeons. Mm. Um, I, was, I was speaking to somebody because some, somebody down the road from me has racing pigeons. Um, bet they don't have that in middle class hive. And uh, Hanbei. And when I was talking to the, the <laughs> chap, when I was speaking to uh, the chap, he said, Oh, yeah, I found out that somebody put a bet on one of my pigeons. He went, I didn't even know people bet on this. I do it as a hobby. He went, I might start looking at getting some commercial awareness around this now. But somebody put a bet on for £25,000 for his pigeon to come in eighth oh. place. <laughs> That's very, very particular, eighth place. Yeah, honestly. Is there the... any eight pigeons? No, no. He said there's like over 200 pigeons. He yeah. said some of the, the detail of the, the bets that people go into is, is immense. That's crazy. It does sound fun, though, doesn't it, racing pigeons? And then you see those pigeon coops and think, Ugh. Yeah, and you think that... those tiny, tiny little people that sit on the back of these pigeons. Well, this is it. Whispering stuff in their ear. They say horse Small jockeys. Yeah. Yeah, the little racist pigeons have got little um, EDL members on their back. <laughs> little EDL members, it's just whipping EDL? them. EDL? Yeah. EDL, pigeon not EDF. League. No, no, right? EDL, Pigeon Defence League. Yeah, EDL. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the actual owner of the bird, and actually who bred the bird itself, was uh, apparently in shock. I would be too. Just, that's just mental but uh, yeah they reckon that the the guy because it's all it's all anonymous but they reckon the guy who did actually win the bird at the end of the day um because it's a female and he's already got the uh the the lewis hamilton of the sport in male version um it's all rumors going around that they're going to the plan is to breed them to come out with some super fast pigeon oh wow that's how it works so yeah, that that's the main thing they're on about. It's going to be. Uh, How did Darcy ever catch that one? He couldn't even get a little homing pigeon for Christ's sake. Never get this one at all. So, but yeah, so yeah, expensive pigeons. What's the most expensive bird you've ever had? Um, oh, there's one that cost me 180 pound on a date once. Really? <laughs> Where'd yeah. you go? I'm really not sure, to be honest with you. Is it? I could understand it if we went to the theatre. But as far as I was aware, we just went to KFC and, and to a pub. Next day, oh. check balance, skin. Oh, sorry to hear that. 
That's right. So I just had to make quite a few phone calls to my mate <laughs> the next day. <laughs> what was that good? So I've spent 108 quid on KFC and beer. Haven't we all? And that, you know, I was teetotal at the time. Yeah. I don't know what she was drinking. But that's quite a, a big Long thing. Island, Long Island iced tea total. It depends where you're going, though, isn't it? Like a drinking, like if you're going where somewhere nice. <laughs> you spent 108 quid in a KFC and a Weatherspoons. I didn't. What, what what did you have on this? What was on Paul Tiggy's menu? Big Daddy Milk. Big Daddy Milk, yeah. Um, three cups of tea, a cup of coffee, or latte to be precise, and two Pepsis, full fat. Ooh. What were you going out with? A dissertation? That sounds like... No. Oh. Hello? Hello, I thought the, the delivery of that was terrible. I, I, it might it was, have been really funny, but out loud, that was... You could hear, you could hear the, uh, the, the the wind rustling in the background. And I think when you can hear the disappointment... Me pouring another cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> one of those Weatherspoons teas, which are terrible. Yeah, but yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one well, in the Dover one is, anyway. Although, I've, I've vowed not to go into Weatherspoons again, um, after the way they treated their staff yes well enough of tea do we have a film review for this week i've not watched a film this week neither is dave but geraldine has what's geraldine yeah. watched ready player one ah, i watched that last week while i was on leave is it is it i liked it but what did geraldine think of it well do we need a Geraldine special um, jingle? Have you got one in your pool? I haven't, but my good friend Dave does. Oh, does he? Oh, good. Go on then. Dave, you've not been on all this week. You feeling all right? Oh, I've still got a bit of a snuffly trunk, but oh, it's not the COVID. It's not the COVID, I promise. Um, elephants can't get it, especially puppet ones. Um, Jingle time Her name Is Geraldine She's watched a film For you and me She's gonna tell us If it's any good What Will it get out Of nine neck and necks Yeah Yeah that's Yeah that's good that Out of nine neck and necks Yeah uh, I watched it with Geraldine as well, so I might interject at parts. I might was, was your necking? Was your necking whilst watching it? And she was nicking her drinks. Ah, okay. We're friends, not lovers. Ah, oh yeah, because she's with uh, Benefit Bear, isn't she? Oh yeah, don't remind me, because he, he's been mean again. Oh, what's he done what's now? What's Benefit Bear done now? He, he came to the house. And he didn't wipe his muddy paws before coming into the house. Even though I've clearly got a welcome to Dave and Geraldine's house. Welcome, Matt, for people to wipe their feet on. Uh, he didn't. And, and get this, yeah? What? He kissed Geraldine with tongues in front of me. Ooh, that's a bit inappropriate, isn't it? It is, especially when you consider how big Geraldine's tongue is. And... Yeah. and and then 
and then and then he he helped himself to to a glass of black currant squash uh, and didn't offer me one. It's my squash, and, and I treat myself to Robinsons this week. Um, I'm glad he doesn't know where my Roy Beaner stash is, because oh, oh, they've been hopping mad, I tell you. <laughs> right, anyway, let, let's get Geraldine in to show, tell us all about this film. The, the best part about me being hopping mad is elephants can't jump. That's how mad I would have been. <laughs> that. I just realised my joke was really niche, so I thought I'd best explain it for people. Uh, see, white men can't jump either, apparently, according to the film. Oh, yeah. it's a good film, that. Or should I review that for next week? If you want. Yeah, yeah. there we are. We're on point, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> that popular movie from the 80s. You made Paul watch that really bad film that was set in a supermarket. What? You what? Can't fight? That was the noughties. Yeah, but it was still crap. It was crap. Don't get me wrong. It did take 12 years to release. Yeah, yeah. Some would say my best work. <laughs> right, anyway, Geraldine, where are you? Tell us about this film. I'm a pet. So I watched um, Ready Player One and it made me chuckle because I remember when I first had PlayStation One, they used to say that Ready Player One before I raced um, in, in some computer games. And then when I got Nintendo 64, it used to say, are you ready, Demon Ill? Because that's how I used to be in the Formula One game. Ooh. So that's not the film, though, is it? That's just uh, me going off on a tangent. I'm good at going off on tangents, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah. Some people call me Pythagoras. Then I remind them, me, don't know, Pat's news, not, not tangents. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know who else tangents? Who? Uh, that, it's that, that lady who works in the men's only tanning salon. Hey! I was about to say, those posh ponces from, from Urnbay, I bet AMG's got a tan now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though, uh, uh, one thing that surprised me about this film was who directed it. Yeah, who was that? Steven Spielberg. Do you, do you know why that surprised me? Why? Not, not one single shark. Or dinosaur. <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought there was a dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a dinosaur in the chase scene when they're racing. And what made me laugh was that when he was in DeLorean and went backwards, but in the first race when he goes forwards and the lady calls him McFly, like Marty McFly. Yes, very good. Wow, there's lots of little consumer insights you know i looked the bit where they go to the shining and oh that was so funny when that lady she was dead sexy and then it turned out she was a zombie lady <laughs> that was a classic i thought yeah and you know it it done really well in the theaters as well um that's what they call them in america they call them movie theaters we also done well in the british cinema as well it was really good Absolutely fantastic. And Matt, one of my other favourite parts was seeing Simon Pegg in the film. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's very yeah. good at it. He is he's very good in everything, especially between the sheets. Well, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, so, I know, Pet, I know. So this came <laughs> out uh what two years ago? 
2018 it came out. Oh, and, yeah. um, it's, you know, it's it's based on a book. Can you mm. guess what that book's called? Uh, it's called Ready Player One. It's called Ready <laughs> You're correct, MJ. Hey. Absolutely correct. And, you know, I'd have loved to have seen this in the IMAX. Mm. That's why I first had a date with Simon Pegg, you see. What the IMAX, Yeah. Just outside Charing Cross Station. Ah, it's a good Me, I can't just, remember just what realize. film I saw, but I tell you what, I saw him in 3D. <laughs> so, yeah. I just noticed that the um, the second book, uh, to follow on from Ready Player One, can you guess what that's called? Ready Player Two. Yeah, that, that book is due out this year. And this do you year. know what? The film version, when that's released, you're Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> Is the film just Luigi's story for Ready Player Two? Oh, I yeah, you should see it, Pet. It's unbelievable. And I saw some of the things that Luigi get got up to. He he was a plumber, as you know, a go kart driver, go kart driver. He owns a mansion that's blinking haunted. He, well, there's so much to his story we don't know. Cheeky green bastard. Yeah, do you know what, though, Geraldine? I don't know how they can go out as plumbers anymore because they've got so many side jobs. They are the easy jet of the video game industry. Um, you get yeah. what you pay for. You do. <laughs> you do with the Mario Brothers. That's it. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I'm still upset there's no shark, though. Mm. Yeah, update for you. Ready Player Two, the book, is out on the 24th of November this year, 2020. This is exciting. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm going to put that on uh, Dave's Christmas list for him. Oh, yeah, I love reading. Oh, sometimes I think it's better than the book because my imagination's so vivid. Ah, shut up, you punts. Get off to R&B, will you? You can, you, can pre-order, you can pre-order the hardcover on Amazon for £15.29 at the moment or oh, pre-order the Kindle edition for £9.99. Yeah, I'll go get the Kindle edition. Oh, I love my Kindle. Oh, ah, shut up, no one cares what you think, you prancing elephant. Oh, sorry, sorry, Geraldine. So this film, this film, yeah, it's got, it's got like a love story. And she quite clearly says to him, F*** off, nerd. And he's like, no, I love you. And then he gives his name and, oh, that opens up all sorts of troubles, I tell you. And then he, he meets her in real life. Uh, she sort of like saves him, but it's actually a big scary man that saves him. But she takes credit for it. Good woman, good woman. And then they, uh, well, watch the rest of the film. I don't want to give too many spoilers away. But they're trying to find this geek's uh, life memories and get an Easter egg. Did, did not see an Easter bunny. Did not see a Duracell bunny. And they talk about Easter eggs. Did not see one egg made out of chocolate. So for that reason, that already leaves three necking points off at the end so i'm oh, gonna no. give this film five necking nee, 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 nine points oh oh not nice. bad at all i i liked it i i enjoyed it i thought i'll watch it am i done now? Uh, I yeah, go? Yeah, you're, you're done yeah I'm done. I'd, I'd watch the film and i, I thought i put it off for a while because i wasn't quite sure if it was going to be any good but uh, i enjoyed yeah. it so I saw it at Dover Silver Screen and was very surprised by it. I watched it on well, Netflix. Hold on. You saw a film that was released two years ago already in the Dover Silver Screen. Oh, why would you come out of a witty joke about that? 
It was yesterday. It's not true. Oh. It's shut at the moment. <laughs> I, I, I only joke about things I like, like the Dover Silver Screen. I used to go there every Sunday at one point. Now you moved to Hernia Bay. You yeah. over there. What have you got over there, cinema wise? I don't know. I've not been yet. I think it's called Merlin or something. That sounds magic. It does, doesn't it? I can't wait to go. There's so many films I want to see next year. If you're allowed. I want to see the new James Bond film. The 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 last James Bond film. I think oh, the first. I, I went to the cinema to. I went to the cinema to watch the, the last James Bond film. The first time we went, the projector broke. The second time we went, halfway through, it flickered. Uh, the third time we went to watch it, um, it sort of drew to a close halfway through. And I was like, oh, mate, not again. It turned out there's just a little interval. So the third time, the first two times I went to a main cinema, you know, a big corporate cinema. The third time I went down and I had a lovely time at the silver screen cinema at Dover and they didn't let us down and they had an interval. So people could go for little wee wees and get some snacks and drinks, just like they should do in a long film. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, AMJ, you've got the, the Kavanagh Cinema in Herne Bay, of course. Uh, I've heard lots of people have, uh, have said good things about that one, very similar to what people say about our Dover silver screen. So well, yeah. It's going to be a shame to say goodbye to silver screen and take on the Kavanagh, but I think I'm ready. And bearing in mind, Dover silver screens, midnight uh, screenings are the best they do. in the world. I went to watch the um, Hunger Games at midnight screening. Yeah. I want to watch uh, Endgame and uh, also Infinity Wars and uh, Star Wars when it came back before it got crap. It's not got crap. People are just saying it is because they don't like Disney. Oh, I love Disney. Being in, being in control of it. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm still upset. I'm still upset. There's not a Zorg or a Buzz Lightyear or Woody in the film yet. <laughs> just Zorg rocks up. They, they, probably was a, they probably was the odd Woody in there. You just couldn't see it because the, the costumes were so flowy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're in them all day. Like, you must get a bit aroused in later. <laughs> I mean, I, I bet Jabba the Hutt probably had one, but you couldn't see over his slab of fat. Yeah. Look at, look at me talking about like I've seen a Star Wars film. Never seen one. Have you not <laughs> seen, like, any Star Wars at all? You must have. I've seen clips. Seen clips. Have you not liked seen the, any cartoons, any even the Lego Star Wars? You've got two kids, like surely, surely, like they must like hint towards Star Wars, especially your older child, because I don't think the younger one would be into Star Wars. I don't know. I don't know what they like. Or are the boys it's... leaning towards Star Trek? Um, that sounds like you're asking me about a sexuality now. <laughs> Coda must have mentioned Star Wars to you at some point. Yeah, yeah he's seen Star Wars. Oh, and you okay. haven't? I haven't. I mean, the thing, remember, he doesn't um, live with me all the time, does he? Huh. But the thing is, thanks for reminding me about that. He's got his own house. Yeah, he's got his own house in Home Bay. Yeah. He's bastard. He washed out the murder. 
you, you know what? You know when you, you say keep it light. I think that was the moment there. <laughs> <laughs> keep uh, it light. But, but you know, after not, after nine years, it's still hard when I have to take him home. But yeah, you know, thanks for that, AMJ. Um, and uh, have you got the Star Wars DVDs? Because you could lend them off him. I've got them. What? 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 What's them? I don't know. The thing is, I think I'd probably really enjoy it as well. Yes. And I, it's like I've never seen an episode of Doctor Who, but it sounds like it's right up my street. Yeah. The thing is, is, I'm quite a geeky person. I haven't, I haven't seen the okay. new one with the with the woman. What's, what's her face? Charlie Whittaker. Doctor Who. Yeah. Did you change your name? No, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> well, what's the name of the new Doctor Who? <laughs> Doctor Who. Doctor Keith. <laughs> Tell you what, if you, please, please, please play along in the Christmas special quiz that I'm doing. Um, and my question would be, when is it? I've just got to confirm a date for that one, the Christmas special one. Mm. But please, please. Play along, and I'll promise you, I'll have a question. What is the new Doctor Who's name? And the answer will be Doctor Who. <laughs> okay, I like that. Uh, but of course, you're both going to play along on Saturday, aren't you? Saturday? I thought it was Friday. No, it's Saturday. Saturday. Oh. I know. Lots of people get have been thrown off because I normally do things on a Friday. Yeah, I had it in my head. It was Friday. But um, my... <laughs> Um, the person who I'm helping to raise funds for, uh, he wasn't available on the Friday, so I agreed to go on Saturday for him. Because he wanted to far. take part, because he thought it would be a bit rude that we were raising money for him and not taking part. You can raise funds for me if you want. What's that? You can raise funds for me if you want. Well, it's not for him, it's for... It, <laughs> keep it light, Paul. Um, so his his sister... Um, has just been diagnosed with uh, with cancer, um, so he's raising money for the Teenage Cancer Trust. I've got to be uh, bloody good okay. to get a joke out of that, and I, Paul, thank you for that one. Thank yeah, you for that little curveball you threw right. me there, you bastard. Keep it light. <laughs> Keep it light. Talking about throwing you. Uh, I've got <laughs> Right, one final story to wrap I'm us up. I'm only joking. Week. We're only joking. Like, yeah. no, that is a really good charity. There, it is. It is. It is. Um, about a a guy who uh, had a bit of bad luck, but turned it around and made himself more than a million dollars out of it. Go on. Yes. Uh, Did he win a scratch card? No, no. Uh, remember, I said talking of throwing things. So what it was, was a, a large piece of meteorite was thrown from space and crashed through his house. Oh, no. So, and, and unfortunately, it, it cost him a million dollars to fix. <laughs> if only. So. Right, it did cause quite a bit of damage to the house. Um, he lives in Sumatra, uh, which is in... Frank uh, Sumatra? No, Sumatra, which is in Indonesia. And um, yeah, so it actually it crashed through the roof of his house and then bounced outside and actually landed in the garden near where he was working. He was working in the garden. Um, and I like the little quote, right? This is a meteorite, okay? So the quote was, when I lifted it, why the 
the hell was you picking it up? But when I lifted it, the stone was still warm and I brought it into the house. Yeah, because, you know, because there's no risk of radiation or anything like that from something that's fallen from space, is there? No, he just went, oh, look at this big chunk And to of make thing. it worse, he had asbestos lining in his roof. Oh, no, that's the last thing you want. Not anymore. <laughs> it's all over the floor. He also um, had a yeah. dog. <laughs> had. Um, <laughs> Where's Fido? <laughs> rocked out. He's going to rock down to... No. Um, anyway, yeah, four Look and a half. Down Avenue. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for someone. No one did it. <laughs> Fido's four and a half fire. pounds in weight. Four and a half pounds in weight. It was this chunk of carbaceous chondrite, which is a very rare variety of meteorite, and uh, it was actually valued. He got it valued because, uh, and he hasn't told us exactly how much he received, although he has said that the uh, the scientists, it's uh, a U.S. expert. Uh, called Jared Collins, came along and he actually purchased the meteorite from him. And it was valued at 1.858... Yeah, $1.8 million, basically. Yeah. And he says, he says, yeah, I'm not going to say how much I got paid, but it was over a million, and it's worth $1.8 million. So I've got a funny feeling that he got... Tonight's about... going to be a good night. <laughs> Yes, he said it will allow his family to expand and he plans to donate some towards the building of a local church. See, isn't he nice? That is really nice. nice. But I like the way he says allow his... to do with the expansion of his family? That's what I was wondering. Not not expand the family home, expand his family. So basically, he's going to go, right, I'm going to go celebrate with a wife. Or he's going (laughs) to celebrate with a load of hookers and not use any protection. Yeah. Boom. Very widely expand his family. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's an expensive date. You said about expensive dates. You know? yeah. He had an expensive Thanks to that date. meteorite, he's going to get his rocks off. Exactly. That's why he's giving money to the local sh- local church to forgive himself for what he's about to do. Yeah. <laughs> he's buying himself forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> the get best way. Karma. Oh. oh dear. Um last week, just I uh, just last thing to finish on actually I just thought about. Um last week we mentioned AMJ, you got the new Miles Maris um Spider Man game. Have you actually played it yet? I've not I've not had time. I like I've got Sunday afternoon and evening put aside just for me and Miles Morales. <laughs> Rick I, Morales. Rick Rick Morales. <laughs> I I'm very excited. Like <laughs> Yeah, I've heard lots of people saying how great it is. And those uh, friends of mine that managed to get PlayStation 5s this week as well, they've uh, one of the first games that is popular is the uh, is that Miles Morales game. Uh, and, of course, the new Assassin's Creed game, which I got last week and have been playing yeah, probably too much. Um, and, yeah, not seeing the wife. <laughs> With the headache. Yep. Um, but it's it's a very good very good game the uh, Assassin's Creed one yeah so as you mentioned yeah Paul there's there's some weird and wonderful side quests like the guy with the headache which uh, when if you're playing the game and you find the guy with the headache you'll know what I'm on about um, another thing that I discovered I haven't actually found him yet in the game but I've heard about it um, Keith Flint because uh, oh, wow. he has been immortalized in the game. When you go to an area in Essex, uh, I think it's Braintree, I think. It's, it's, it's the one where Keith, Keith Flint's it, actually from. It, yeah, so uh, it makes sense because he's from Braintree. 
yeah yeah you go yeah you go to that area in essex and it's a it's a small hamlet back in those times because it's based in the 800 ad you know in that that time period and uh you come across a small band so they're they're playing different musical instruments and making a lovely sound and uh yeah uh he's he's called keith and he's got the hairstyle of him as well That's and, do you, cool. and do you know what he's doing no do you game yes what is he doing? He's starting a fire. <gasps> How dare he? <laughs> I, uh, Not only that, it's twisted. <laughs> well, he's an investigator. <laughs> I'll stop now. Yeah, yeah. I'll stop. <laughs> I hope I get stuck in someone's head this week of just hearing. <laughs> that is, that is uh, the music, isn't it? To a T. Hey, hey, hey! That's what I first thought you said. No, but I'm the pain you tasted. I'll be honest, though, with all these next generation consoles, like everything that's like, I thought that'd be a great game to play. Is out on PS4. So yeah, yeah, I've not bothered. Not going to upgrade. I'm quite happy with my PS4 at the moment. So I got all the games. I got PS5 today. Did you? Yeah. No. Oh, well, glad we cleared that up. <laughs> yes, well done. I'm going to do what I've done with every other console I've ever bought from the PS2. Buy the Mega Drive collection, reminisce, and then upgrade and buy one other game for it. I think the PS4 is actually probably the only console that I haven't just played the Mega Drive collection on. Because mm, I now have a Mega Drive. Ah, that is well mega, isn't it? It is mega. Mega. Um, so, what are you guys up to this coming week then? We got um, so tonight, as it's Saturday, this is coming out. If you're listening to this after Saturday, then it was it was before. But um, is this uh, this quiz that you're doing online, Paul? Um, yeah. If it's not too late, are people able to join in? If it's not too late. If it's not too, as long as they're listening to this between six, uh, before six fifteen p.m., they can still register eighteen. Um, if you just go onto Facebook and search events, Seth quiz, and then it should come up. S-E-F quiz. Or Seth yeah, quiz, uh, Teenage Cancer Trust. So definitely um, get up uh, that way. Um, yeah, do come along. Do come along and play. Um, you two oh. both put um, coming to the last event, and neither of you did. That is oh. duly noted. How many to a team? Um, however many you like, you can have. Uh, so last time um, there was a team of eight uh, during lockdown, um, the first lockdown. However, they were all separate on Zoom calls, so they all got together on Zoom and uh, played along that way. Okay, so how does it work anyway? If it's on, it's on Facebook. So how does it work? Because I've I've not done one of these. So on Facebook. Um, I've made a pretty little PowerPoint and I'll be reading the questions off the PowerPoint so you don't actually get to see my ugly face, which is a plus for everyone. Um, And you play along like you would with a normal quiz and at the end of the round, you are honest and tell me how many points you got at the end of that round. Mm. And I've made a really fancy little spreadsheet um, in Excel where if you get uh, 100% in the round, your little gold star goes against your uh, team for that round. Mm, see? 
And are if you, you get you, zero, a big red circle comes up. Sorry? Are you quite good at spreadsheets? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I've got them printed all over my bedsheets. It's a weird owl, Derek. Um, I was going to say, do you, do you excel at them? Uh, no. I Google Drive sheets of them. No, I do. I do. I do. Terrible. I, do. Yeah. I think uh, on that terrible note, we're finished for this week. Talking of terrible, no, I just don't have fire that held its note. <laughs> held its note. That that is sad, like like, like polishing a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, my father starter. Oh, that stinks. Smelly father starter. <laughs> I'm the fear addicted, a danger illustrated. <laughs> I'm the bitch you hated, filth infatuated. I'm the self-inflicted mind detonator. You sound like you're at a poetry reading. Well, I could be. No one, no one would ever know right now. You could be anywhere in the world. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. And don't forget, if you want to get sewn back up at the hospital, tell them who's the bad guy. Because snitches get stitches. Musical Insights.